Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. Um, on today's episode of the podcast slash vlog, we're going to be talking about power options. Now, when I say power options, what I'm talking about is, you know, things like dual battery setups, solar panels, um, deep cycle batteries, things like that. So if you want to learn more about, you know, power need increase and kind of how to solve those problems, stay tuned. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, everybody. Thanks again for stopping by, um, whether you're listening on the podcast or watching on my YouTube channel. Um, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys, you know, taking the time to listen, to watch. Um, I appreciate any likes that you give me or any comments that you make down below. So again, I just wanted to say, hey, thanks. That's that's number one. Um, on today's episode, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about power options. Um, so I'm going to go through a few different things on today's show. Um, I'm going to start with sort of the options that you have to keep things powered. I'm going to kind of walk through my history of, you know, back when I was basically just a camper, I was just camping for one or two nights up until today, you know, three, four years later when I've kind of become more of a true overlander where I'm out for more extended periods of time and I have more and more gear to keep powered during that time. Um, then second, I'm going to kind of cover the pros and cons of each of the different types of power options that you have. And then lastly, I'm going to kind of cover my setup, how I currently am running all my stuff. I, I've actually made some some recent changes since my West Virginia trip a couple of weeks ago because um, I learned a lot on that trip. And that's that's kind of the beauty of it, too. And I will say this, you know, just to start. Every trip you take, you're going to learn more and more. So. You know, don't feel like you have to, if you're just starting out in overlanding, don't feel like you have to go out and spend thousands of dollars and buy solar panels and, you know, two matching deep cycle batteries and a dual setup for your vehicle. Um, you don't have to do all that stuff. It's it's not really that complicated. So again, I'm going to walk you through all that stuff on this episode. I hope you get a lot out of it. Um, please feel free to like, comment, subscribe. Um, hit me up via email at allthingsoverlanding at gmail.com if you have questions or if, or if there's anything you want to hear on future episodes. So again, thanks for stopping by and let's dive into it. So first of all, um, like I mentioned, I'm going to kind of go through options for how to keep things powered. I'm going to kind of go through my trajectory, if you will, my, my experience and how I, you know, started to where I am now and what those changes have been. So, you know, when I started three, four years ago, um, into overlanding at, you know, at the time it was more, um, 
camping, I guess, but out of my car. I wasn't really reliant on the car at that point. I just carried my stuff in the car and then I camped. Um, again, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to, I'm not disparaging anyone who does that. I, I've done it for years, right? So I'm just now hitting the point where I'm kind of like, man, I'd love to almost essentially have like van life right where I live out of my car is where I'm kind of heading at this point with my overlanding stuff. So the goal is to get to a point where I could go four to seven days, you know, 15 days, a month, two months, where I could head out west and just be gone. Just go on a trip and just go and have everything that I need in the truck. Maybe I have to stop at gas stations. Maybe I have to buy some ice. Maybe I have to, you know, do this or that. But to essentially be totally reliant on my vehicle. Um, so as that's kind of changed over the years, here's kind of where I've gone. So initially, when I started, and again, keeping it on the topic of power, um, when I first started, I charged everything off my truck. I had the whatever battery came in the truck when I bought it. Again, my truck is a 2005 Nissan Xterra. Um, I bought it about four years ago, so that would have been about 2015. Um, when I bought it, you know, obviously it was 10 years old. Um, it had a battery in it that I'm sure had been replaced at some point. I think about it lasted about four years, and then it kind of went dead. I let the truck sit for about two weeks, didn't drive it. And I got back, and it would. I jumped it a few times, and it just would not hold a charge. So it was totally dead. Um, at that time, which was, you know, maybe eight, 10 months ago now, um, I didn't even, you know, I, I went in, I looked at the deep cycle batteries. I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're so expensive. I'm not going to buy those. Um, so I just bought another, I, I bought a more, uh, a little bit higher cold cranking amp, amp battery. I have an 850 cold cranking amp flooded cell battery. Now, um, it works fine. It's a great starter battery. It is not great for running a ton of accessories. So Again, I've done a ton of research recently because I actually, and this is kind of a funny blooper slash aside, if you will, I actually bought a uh, fridge freezer. I bought an Alpacool 58-quart fridge freezer, got to my house from Amazon, thank you, Amazon, opened it up. I was so excited. I took it out, put it in the truck, strapped it down, you know, did a bunch of work. I'm, I'm starting to build a drawer system, which we'll get to, I'm sure, in the near future because I've got to actually build it now, but I'm, I'm developing plans for it and working with a friend of mine to actually build the thing, but... I've strapped it all down, plugged it in. It ran for about an hour and a half or two. And I went back out and it said failure. It said basically we've hit the limit and we're, we don't want to kill your battery. So the thing shut off. And so then I started to actually do research and realize that there, there's a ton of stuff that goes into running something like that. So that's where we kind of get into deep cycle batteries, dual battery setups, things like that. Um, so again, my current setup right now is just a normal 850 cold cranking amp. I'm not even sure what the, the amp hours are on the battery because it's not intended for that. It's a starter battery, period. Um, so if you just have a normal battery in your car, a normal starting battery, you can't run a ton of super heavy accessories like fridge freezers. Um, I mean, that's really the main one. Fridge freezers, a ton of charging stuff, things like that. You just can't do it. So again, jumping back in time a few years, when I first started, I had everything plugged into cigarette lighters. I had, you know, USB splitters. I had little cheapy, crappy 100, 150 watt inverters plugged in. Um, and that's how I was charging everything. But I did have one or two times where I was out in the middle of nowhere doing one or two night trips and I would, you know, plug in my phone and plug in my iPad and plug in my laptop and plug in, you know, my lights and my fan and this and this and this and this, you know, just add things onto that list. And then I'd go a couple hours and I'd go to start the truck and it was iffy. It was sketchy. And I'm like, man, oh God, if I get stuck out here, I'm going to be hiking miles out of here or trying to find a signal so I can call someone. 
And so that kind of scared me. So now I'm a little gun shy of, you know, running a ton of stuff off the battery. So kind of my solution, what I've come up with now, so jumping forward to where I am now, again, having done all the research, looked into coolers, fridge freezers, things like that, I've revamped my whole power strategy. And part of revamping that strategy is thinking about cooking options, thinking about, you know, what are you going to cook? Are you going to be, you know, do you need a fridge freezer where you're going to have steaks and ice cream and all this stuff that you're trying to keep? Or can you simplify that a little bit, which has kind of been my approach, to where I can have like canned chili and soups and things like that that are mostly just canned. Um, I've done, I'm going to actually post a review of the P-51 military uh, can opener. So I'll put a card up here for that, there for that. Um, but so, you know, there, there are other options where the fridge freezer, once it becomes cost prohibitive, right? So my fridge that I bought was about 300 bucks. It's actually a really good deal. It's jumped about 60 bucks since I bought it. Um, that Alpacool freezer, I'll put a link to it down below. That thing, uh, was about 300 bucks. Then if you just go and buy even a cheapy, you know, uh, deep cycle battery for a vehicle, you're talking 250 to 400 bucks, somewhere in that range. And then I thought about solar too, because I'm like, man, if I'm sitting in one campsite for two, three days at a time, which doesn't happen very often, but it can, um, I want to have another way to charge that up besides having to count on the alternator and running the truck all the time and burning gas out of it. So um, when I was looking at that, I'm like, man, I'm at like a thousand bucks just to just to be able to have a fridge freezer. Um, so again, I revamped my strategy. I said, you know what? Canned goods, ramen, instant mashed potatoes, things like that are perfectly fine for me. I'm, I'm happy with that. I can use my, my cooler, my Rotoform F40CMTP card up here um, for, for keeping beer cold, for keeping energy drinks, water, stuff like that cold, um, butter, you know, things like that that I may use in cooking the other stuff. Um, but I can do the ice for that. So, so that's kind of the, been the change in my strategy is around power. I, you know, you, you can go with all these crazy things. I think when my battery, which I only bought like eight or 10 months ago, finally goes in three or four years, then I will probably just replace my one main central battery with a deep cycle. Reason being, it'll just, it disperses the power a lot more slowly and it, it you don't have to worry as much about it than being able to start your vehicle the next day. So I could run a fridge freezer off of a single deep cycle battery. Um, so that's kind of my, my thoughts is for now I'm limited by what I just bought, but I'm going to make it work and I'll show you some of the ways that I am making it work. So when you're talking about power, right? Um, you know, you always have your alternator, but it's not as quick. People think you can start your vehicle for like five minutes and let it run and everything's charged back up. That's not how it works. It takes longer than that. Um, so kind of my strategy has kind of moved to using these sort of smaller power banks, if you will. So this is one that I posted up about recently that's actually, it charges by solar, but that's kind of a joke. I've, I've had this up in my dash for like an entire day and it barely charged the thing. So you can basically see quarters. It'll say 75, 50, 25. Um, this one though, man, I love this thing. It shows you actually a percentage on it, which is pretty cool. Also, you notice this emblem here. My phone has wireless charging. I can actually just set the phone on top of it and it'll wirelessly charge. And then it's got three USBs on it and a micro USB and a USB-C on it. So pretty handy. I definitely recommend this battery pack. I love it. This one's fine too. So what I actually have been using this one for is, you know, smaller electronics. So things like my fan when it's hot in the summer. I have this little uh, electric fan, which I'll put a card to here. Um, and I will just run this 
use this battery to run that fan. It'll run about all night, seven, eight hours, pretty easy off this battery. Um, this one I use more for like phone, iPad, you know, little stuff like that, stuff I'm using for GPS, things that I'm using just for sort of daily use, I will use that. Um, so those are kind of my plans. So the, the beauty of that, and if you're wondering, okay, well, why are you using these batteries is, these are just essentially like ways that I can, I can plug these into my truck while I'm driving throughout the day and off-roading and overlanding. I can charge these things up and then I, they're independent of my vehicle. I, I unplug them, I take them out, I use them all night, I charge everything else up. I can plug them back in the next day. And when I build this new drawer system, I'm actually going to be creating specific slots for each of these things um, and a variety of other things just so that I've got spots for everything to charge um, during the day. So during the day, everything goes back in its specific spot. It charges up off the alternator all day in the car, and then I'm good to go for the next night. I can use those things. And I have no fear of worrying about killing my battery in the truck. Um, in addition to that, I also picked up, and so um, this is kind of my, my newer option for replacement. I picked up this Paxess 280 watt with a pure sign inverter built into it, um, power generator. So basically the beauty of this is you can charge this off of solar, you can charge this off of your vehicle. So again, this is gonna have a spot in the drawer system where it will sit. And then kind of my plan is to power everything off of this. And eventually I think what I'll do is I will probably pick up like a 100 watt solar system to use just to recharge that battery. So it'll be totally independent. So then I can just have my starter battery be for the truck and I can have solar powering this thing and then everything else split off of it. Because So this thing has AC, one AC out on it. It's also got two USB uh, charging ports on it. And then it's got DC output and it has a little plug-in that basically will give you sort of a, a cigarette charger type style thing. Um, and then again, you can you can charge it via solar, via your vehicle, DC, AC, anything you want. Um, so, and 280 watt hours is actually a ton. So it'll charge my phone about 20 times. It'll charge my laptop about five times. So that's with no charge, right? That's just, just purely the power that it will hold. So again, if I had that with solar charging it, trickle charging it throughout the day and just keeping it alive, and then at night I charge up my battery packs and everything off of it, again, the thing I like about it is it separates my vehicle from the mix, right? So it's almost sort of like a dual battery system, but totally separate from the truck. No reliance, no complications, no additional stuff. Um, this episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. So as far as pros and cons of each... Jumping into the second part of this, because I want to keep this around 20 minutes, and we're already about 15 minutes in. So um, there are pros and cons of everything, right? So the deep cycle batteries seem like a great option. Again, option number one is you could have one deep cycle battery that is both a starting battery and a you know battery to run your fridge freezer, your you know accessories, anything like that. The only bad thing about that is, again, you're relying on that one battery. So if you kill it somehow which it's less likely, but if you do, then you're going to be stranded. So that's, that's what makes me a little bit nervous about that. Um, second option is a dual battery setup. Where you get with that, though, is 
a, like a flooded cell battery and a lithium battery or a deep cycle battery. If they're not compatible, they don't charge equally. So when the alternator, alternator on your vehicle is trying to throw out power and recharge these things, if they're not homologous, if they're not one type of battery, then it doesn't charge right. It'll never charge the deep cycle battery as much as it should be charged because it's being limited by the flooded cell battery, if that makes sense. Um, so basically where I'm going with this is it's a little cost prohibitive to do a dual battery setup because basically what you have to do is you have to buy two new deep cycles. So, um, you know, one of the brands I've heard a lot about that's really positive is Odyssey batteries. They look fantastic. They're pretty pricey, but again, a battery system is not one where you want to skimp. Um, but so you have to buy two of those batteries. So now you're looking at a four to $600 battery times two. Then you also have to get the connector kit, basically the thing that will allow you to charge both. Um, so there's a ton that goes into that. Um, so that's kind of the con is there's the priciness of going deep cycle and going dual battery setup. Um, and then sort of the third option that I'm thinking of is the separate power generator battery. Um, and that's what I'm going with purely from a cost effective standpoint. And also I like the portability of it. I like the, you know, if, if we ever, if I take the kids on a trip, it doesn't have to be overlanding related. I can take this thing with me and charge up their iPads a few times, you know, and keep it charged on the vehicle, my wife's Honda Pilot if I want, and just have an additional thing that I can just, you know, this thing weighs 3.7 pounds. So it's not super heavy, super light actually, has a little handle on top. It's meant for portability. So I can use this in more than just overlanding, and I like that flexibility. Um, so that's why I went with that option, right? So the pros of this are the portability, the cons are, you know, it's not going to hold as much as a deep cycle. Um, it's just not as big. Now, there are power generators that you can buy that are bigger. You can get 400 watt, 500 watt, 1,000, 2,000. But the kind of rule of thumb that I've noticed is when you're looking at a power generator, aka a portable battery like a Jackery or a Yeti Gold Zero or a Suoki or anything like that, there, there are a million brands. I'll put links to them down below. Um, it's about a dollar per amp hour. So, you know, the Gold Yeti 400 is about 400 bucks. They're a little bit on the pricey side, maybe 500 bucks. Um, this thing that I bought, the 280 watt, I actually got, there was a coupon and it was a deal. It was like 180 bucks. So that's where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting 280 watts for basically like 60, 70 cents per watt hour. That's worth it to me. So that's why I bought this thing. Um, the, the Suoki, there's a 300 watt. There's a Rock Pals 300 watt. They're about 300, 350 bucks. So again, you just kind of have to do your research and figure out what you want to do. So I figured out that with this thing, I could run a fridge freezer for maybe like four or five hours. So not through a whole night. So again, that's why I returned, I returned the fridge freezer because I'm not going to run it off this battery. Um, if I had gone with like a thousand watt, no problem. You could run it for 10 or 11 hours. The 400 watt uh, Gold Zero Yeti was maybe like six or seven hours. So it's getting close. You know, like you could plug your fridge freezer into that thing for a night, let it run the next morning, start up your truck, plug in your battery, maybe switch over your fridge freezer to the truck as well, and then you're good to go. Um, so there's kind of the, the pros and cons, right? So again, I'm biased because I went with this battery pack option. But in my opinion, unless you have a ton of money to spend, which is perfectly fine. If, if I had all the money in the world, I would do a dual battery deep cycle um, setup. 
And then I would have a fridge freezer running in the back. And I would probably have one of these portable power generators too, just to have extra power to take out of the truck with me and, you know, go sit in my chair and, and charge my laptop, charge my cameras, charge my phone, all that stuff. Um, but money is always a factor, right? Like even if you do have a lot of money, it's not, you can't just spend everything on your camping addiction. Or maybe you can, if you can, great. Call me, sponsor me. I'd love to, to, to be your guy. So my setup right now, um, as I've kind of mentioned a little bit more briefly before, is I have an 850 cold cranking amp, regular starter battery. I've got the two 24,000 amp hour batteries, which will run most devices for most of the night. So I can charge my phone about three times off of one of these. Um, I can also run my fan, which is actually pretty energy inefficient, for about seven or eight hours, so most of the night on one of those batteries. And then I've got, you know this power cell as well. So this is the newbie to the to the fleet here. Um, from my understanding though, I should be able to run a lot of stuff off of that and then throughout the course of the day, charge it back up. Um, my future plans include what, I, what I'm kind of considering doing and I, I've kind of mentioned a little bit before is I'm working with a friend of mine to build a drawer system. Um, the drawer system is actually gonna be totally custom and I'm planning it out to have actually specific slots for these things to sit in there where they can just plug straight in. So I'm gonna have the cord already pre-run to it. Um, and there's gonna be a spot for each of those. I'm gonna have a spot for this too, where again, it's basically fixed, but then I can undo a bungee cord or two and pop it out and take it with me if I want to. Um, but where this is sort of the hub of it. So I kind of want this to be running off of my 500 watt inverter that I have up front um, in my truck, charging that off the battery from the truck charging this thing and then this thing breaking out into all, you know, the, the, the portable power battery breaking out into all the other things. So my GMRS radios, my action cams, my DJI Osmo pocket, um, these battery packs, all that good stuff. So that's kind of the plan. Um, I also am thinking about pretty heavily adding solar at some point. Uh, I've been looking at 100 watt Renergy systems, which seem pretty good. If you have opinions about solar, though, if you've used some and you really like them, please post up in the comments below and let me know what you think. Um, but I'm kind of thinking about one of those just to kind of keep this battery topped off all the time um, so that, again, I can the more that I can separate it from my starter battery, the better I feel about it. So if I can run this totally off solar and just keep it topped off during the day and then keep all these things and my phones and everything else charged through this, through the, the main battery bank, then that makes me feel better. So... Again, that's kind of my setup. That's what I'm going with right now. Um, there is a lot to think about, so that growth is important, right? So again, going from like back in the day where I was just charging everything off my DC ports, it's pretty quick. It's not terrible, but like to charge my phone would take two, three hours. So again, if the truck shut off and I'm just running it off battery power and I'm running this thing for two, three hours and maybe I've got a laptop plugged in and maybe I've got a couple of battery packs charged, charging on that as well, it makes me really nervous that I'm going to wake up the next morning and not be able to get out of the forest because my truck won't start. Um, so that kind of shows you why I'm starting to break away from that a little bit and go towards, you know, more separate power. Um, so again, I hope this was helpful for you guys. I hope that that gives you a little bit of a feel for kind of over the years as, as my power needs have changed, um, how my strategy has adapted. Um, so again, thanks so much for listening. Um, if you like the video and you're watching on YouTube, please, you know, click like down below, please comment, you know, let me know what you think. Let me know if there's other things you'd like to see. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much for that as well. Um, consider subscribing. Um, 
I, I put one of these out every week. So, so I'm happy to be there for you. And, you know, definitely hit me up. My email is allthingsoverlanding at gmail.com. Definitely shoot me an email if you have anything specific you'd like to see. I'm, I'm extremely responsive to any requests like that. So, again, I appreciate you guys. I, I thank you for stopping by. As I always say, get out there, live, learn, discover, go out and explore. So, thanks again for watching. Hope you enjoyed. Talk to you soon. Yeah.